0: Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast, followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light. The private writings of the Saint of Calcutta, Chapter 11, continued. She had found her way. A letter Mother Teresa wrote to Father Nooner in November 1969 indicates that there was not much new in her soul. Many thanks for your kind thought in remembering me. Your letter with the words of St. John was beautiful. And you will, I am sure, be surprised that the works of John of the Cross seem to be books I am able to understand a little and enjoy sometimes. His writings make me hunger for God, and then faced by that terrible feeling of being unwanted by him. As there was nothing more to share about her inner state, Mother Teresa could go on without the support of her spiritual guides. During this time, her correspondence with Father Nooner nearly came to a halt. When she did communicate, She wrote about her congregation, but hardly a line about herself. Father Nooner himself realized what was going on, as he later remembered. So I accompanied Mother Teresa for many years from a distance, meeting her occasionally in Calcutta. In her letters, she often referred to the inner darkness, which continued. But I felt she had found her way and did not need my support any longer. So the correspondence came to an end, but the letters I kept, as they reflected something of her inner life during these years. To Bishop Picachi, now the Archbishop of Calcutta, she also stopped mentioning her darkness. Her letters at this time dealt mostly with practical matters, but in a letter written on December 21st, 1969, she did remind him about an important date in her life. Today, in 1948, I went for the first time to the slums, my first meeting with Christ in his distressing disguise. Pray for me. What a difference between that first day, when she was working as a lone nun in the slums, and the present, when she had a thriving religious community with two branches. In the beginning, she had only God's promise to hold on to. 21 years later, she had almost 300 sisters in 33 communities around the world. She knew that this was God's work, although Christ seemed to have rejected and forgotten her. She was faithfully and lovingly serving him in the distressing disguise of the poorest of the poor. And it was through her sufferings that he was bringing them the light of his love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here. Ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youths, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Why does Mother Teresa no longer need these spiritual guides? Well, she gained from them what she could, she gained from them what she needed at a particular time. And Father Nooner himself was not possessive. Over Mother Teresa. He allowed her to go along without much contact with him. He didn't cling to his role in her life. She needed him at a certain time, and now the Lord was leading her himself. And Father Nooner accepted this change. He rejoiced that he could be of assistance when he was. As he says, She had found her way and did not need my support any longer. But how could Father Nooner accept this? Because he believed in Jesus. He believed that what Mother Teresa was going through was meant to lead her by faith, hope, and charity, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, to a complete dependence on Jesus a complete reliance on him. And yes, when Jesus wants to use a spiritual director, he uses him. Francis de Sales talks about this. There were many nuns who wrote to him saying, well, I need your support now. And he would say, well, no, now the Lord is leading you. He was always leading you. And as long as he wanted you to make use of me, you made use of me. But now he's making use of other means. And something very similar is going on with Mother Teresa. And so let us each of us tonight be honest about the help we need and to get the help we need, wherever that is. But let us also not cling. Cling to those whose help we no longer really need. Or if we're helping other people, let us not cling to the role that we had. Let us not boast or brag or talk about ourselves as though we were somehow necessary for God's purposes. Yes, God wills to make use of us. Yes, in one sense, we are necessary because he's chosen to make use of us. But the Lord himself doesn't have to make use of us. And he may decide that in some way we're no longer necessary for some purpose. And so we need the Holy Spirit to inspire us to be detached. Not to cling. In the end, it's the Lord who is the master. It is the Lord who is our guide. Let us thank him for whatever guidance we've received. But let us also be confident that no matter where he leads us, he never allows us to be tried beyond our means. The Lord of glory who longed for the help of his friends in the agony in the garden, who was supported by Mary and John as he died on the cross, was not in the end over-reliant on their support. In the end, he threw himself into the hands of his father. Into your hands, father, I commend my spirit. And we too, wherever we are, must commend ourselves into the hands of Jesus, and whatever he asks of us, he will give us the grace to carry out. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.